What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hi, folks. Welcome to another episode of Film Study. This is Ken McCusick, and it's time for this week's Friday Morning GM with co-host Voss Laricos. Voss, how are you doing? Doing great. Really looking forward to Super Wildcard Weekend, where we can sit back and relax and uh, and see how the playoffs begin to unfold without the stress of the Ravens playing this week. Very much like the bye week a few weeks ago, where the Ravens got a lot of good news. In fact, they got good news pretty much in every time slot. And uh, all of the, uh, those AFC news specifically is going to be dealt with by early the early game on Sunday. It's three AFC, then three NFC. Does that make you think maybe the Ravens play on Saturday? Um, I guess that could be considering that the Monday night game is between two NFC teams and they don't want to disadvantage an opponent that much, but uh, we know how the NFL operates and probably that schedule will be determined by the ratings more than anything. Okay. All right. Very good. Well, some big news financially for the Ravens. A couple items. Um, uh, one's a housekeeping item we'll get to in a moment. But the, the big news of the day is the OBJ restructure. Uh, it's a little bit of an odd one. A vet minimum salary for 2024, $50 million in 2025. And effectively, it's a that becomes guaranteed on the second day of the league year, which is effectively a mechanism to release OBJ and have the void years not all hit in 2024, which is fantastic, um, but to kick most of that, about four-fifths of it, I believe, into 2025, um, assuming he's released. And I guess it's also possible he could he could sign a new contract with the Ravens um, uh, to replace this one. 
Right. They are going to buy themselves another month, essentially, to make that decision because the decision, uh, whether they do want to resign him or not, let me be clear, uh, because the previous deadline would have been mid-February. Now it's extended to mid-March. There is an $11 million void years that will now be deferred. I'm, I'm not exactly sure how that works. You know, for guys like us, we've been interested in following the salary cap mechanisms for years, and the void years are still a little bit of a, of a new uh, a new beast. Uh, the, the other – yeah. Right, right, to the Ravens. So we're still learning some of the uh, the nuance to that. Um, and the other piece is this eliminates the potential for a compensatory pick from Odell Beckham because – and I think this rule is kind of – doesn't – illogical, but a player on a void-year contract uh, – essentially void-year contracts, a backloaded deal that you cut him a year early, but still they are eligible for the compensatory formula. But with this new structure, OBJ will not be. Yes, that's true, and I'm not sure I'm really concerned about it. The Ravens have a number of players leaving who will get larger contracts. They, I don't know how much they're going to be spending in free agency, but I expect it to be largely from their own players and from the bargain bin, uh, meaning after the, the draft, so that there will be no impact on the compensatory formula. So even if, if OBJ were to generate, say, a seventh-round pick or a sixth-round pick, I don't think there would necessarily be in the Ravens' top four. Right. So, so I think we're the, the you know when you when you look at um, Stone might might or might not be there, but Queen will certainly be there. I guess Matabike might not be there if they tag him and trade him, which would be another one. Uh, but Zeitler is probably going to get a significantly mm-hmm. bigger deal than OBJ. At least that's the way I would see it. Um, trying to think about who else I'm not thinking of. That's a that's clowning. a clowning. Clowning. That's the other big one. Yeah, I think I think well, we'll see how it goes. You know, the Ravens mm-hmm. are going to want to retain a few of those guys. You know, if the price is right, um, I don't expect them to be bringing in many marquee free agents from other organizations. And I would, so I think the the cap space um, element of this is probably more valuable than the potential of that fifth. You know, maybe that wouldn't even be canceled out. Yeah. I completely agree. Um, all right. The other thing uh, in terms of uh, uh, financial items, just some housekeeping, the NLTBE incentives, we now have a better picture of. And in particular, everybody remembers Clowney dancing on the field with the additional sack on Sunday against the Saturday against the Steelers. Uh, fill us in on that, boss. Yes. So uh, this is uh, courtesy of Brian McFarland. So certainly want to attribute this work to him. Uh, $7.7 million is the total uh, earned incentives that will be applied to the 2024 cap. And there is a little, maybe 600 grand, I think you said, of uh, offset for a couple players that had likely to be earned incentives, such as Marlon Humphrey making the Pro Bowl that were not earned. Uh, but just to, to run down, OBJ, an extra million, Jadavian Clowney, an extra 2.2 and a quarter, Nelson Aguilar, 500K, Kyle Van Noy, 100K, Gino Stone, quarter million. Michael Pierce, big one, two million. Uh, he he earned an extra additional two million. Uh, Gus earned an additional one point one, and Ronald Darby half a million. So that will effectively reduce the salary cap that the Ravens have at their disposal by seven point seven million. It's almost uh, not not necessarily that we thought these were all going to be earned. Um, how likely they were to be earned is uh, up for debate, um, but it is essentially another way to sort of backload some deals when you yeah. when you structure them this way. Yeah, I'll toss in the notion that um, normally there's elements of this that I would be unhappy about in terms of NLTBEs. This year, every NLTBE that's earned was really earned. And and, and the exception is probably Beckham because I think his contract was too large to begin with. 
um, mm-hmm. and certainly relative to production. And then the production level obviously was was it could be relatively low to get him this additional money and backload it. He's the only one. Everybody else on that list completely earned their bonus. Pierce, most snaps he's ever played uh, at age what thirty one in November. So really impressive thing and, and earned the the re-signing as well that we need to talk about. Yes, absolutely. Uh, two years, $7.5 million deal tacked on to the end of this current deal. The structure is very team-friendly. $2.5 million bonus will be spread over two years, a $1.25 million base each year, and then there's a $2 million roster bonus for making uh, the, the 2025 uh, roster. Um, so Two and a half million dollar cap hit next year, by my math. I'm not, I think there may be some void money tacked onto that, uh, but that's still very reasonable for for the, what the play and the and the uh, production you're getting from him. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the question was all: could he stay on the field? It's really never been in pers- in terms of per snap productivity for Michael Pierce. He's been a great player. The Ravens have completely sucked the cream off his career. The Vikings got mm. whatever other putrid mess was at the bottom of the milkshake there. Uh, yeah, in good the, point. In the, in the time they had him, there's, there's certain players in the history of baseball and football. I mean, the Ravens, the Orioles got a fantastic three year run out of Roberto Alomar when mm-hmm. he was here and and the, the the indians who signed him after really got the shaft in yeah. terms of what was going on with him so uh, i was really upset to lose alomar too he's, he's one of the players i really wanted to keep in baltimore but then obviously he didn't didn't keep playing back, as well. back when the angelos is used to spend money yeah alomar was one of my favorites even despite the uh the Hirschbeck uh incident uh really yes. like the way he played the game yeah yeah very very much he he was a guy who who Roquan Smith of baseball, just incredible understanding of situational awareness. He he would make that uh, crazy, but but anyway, we'll we'll keep moving on. Great to have Michael Pierce back. I think this probably with void years tacked on, this may also rejigger and free up some cash from void years that were already on the deal before. Yes, yes. Uh, also, this was also a note from Brian uh, McFarland. The the 2028 is now a void year so it's one extra additional i guess they just keep pushing it forward and they're going to try to slowly um defer and spread those out i think as much as they can to keep the team as competitive instead of have a one-year uh, you know fall off okay i like that um uh i'm 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 not happy on becoming more and more dependent upon void years in general but i'm mm-hmm. i you know what Every team has had to do some of this coming out of the COVID years, and and hopefully, you know, the Ravens are good now, and they need to obviously push that advantage. Uh, Dalvin Cook, another yes. guy. He, he, <laughs> I, I I was asked a lot about it beforehand. I thought it was a, I was a pretty much a hard no on Dalvin Cook. Where were you on this? Uh, so I'm a little bit partial to Dalvin just on a personal level because he did uh, play for my favorite college, Florida State. Uh, one was one of my favorite running backs a few years back. You know, his career, like many running backs, has uh, petered out. He was actually, I believe, um, the lowest on yards over expected rushing. For him, it was actually yards under expected rushing. Maybe the worst in the entire league. Um, but now we find out, A, Melvin Gordon had his cameo and put the ball on the turf again. So that's uh, something that, you know, makes Dalvin a little bit more appealing. Um, secondly, they had the South Florida connection with Lamar. Lamar was personally recruiting him apparently before the season even started. And third, I just always want to come back to the point that the, the next running back that underperforms in a Lamar Jackson backfield will be the first. So, uh, so I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic that maybe you can 
get a, a, a chunk play or, or two uh, over the next few games. That's I, I don't think that's unrealistic. It's just Alvin Cook had 3.2 yards per carry for the Jets. Yeah. I know a lot of that is the Jets' offensive line. It's not a not a good situation there. Um, I, I'm trying to come up with something positive out of this. He'd been a pretty good receiver in Minnesota, so maybe, maybe he can play a, a role there. I think I looked on PFF, and this is just all I have to look at right now and, and see that he was not a particularly great pass blocker. So – We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Well, I do think, you know, he has a little bit more juice than these Mike Davis, um, Melvin Gordon, uh, <laughs> and then his teammate, uh, Devontae Freeman, or his collegiate teammate. Um, so let's see. They're, they're partial to these older guys, but, uh, you know, a, a guy that was a pro bowler not too long ago, not the, not the worst, you know, depth, deep insurance policy to have. All right. All right, we we got other good news on the playmaking front with the return of Duvernay to be designated for return from IR. Now, first of all, long time coming in terms of of getting Duvernay back, and the Ravens, I think, since since the loss of Keaton Mitchell, have really suffered being short a speed option, and Duvernay could be tonic for that. Yeah, I think it's truly up. Is he up to speed? Uh, you know, both ways. You know, does he have that speed back that uh, can bring something to the table? They don't have to bring him up. We saw that with Malik Cam. This is the seventh of eight, and I think they played it just about perfectly because they have to go in four weeks, and they're they have there's four weeks left in the season, so you can't keep you can't take them with you and keep them for next year. You might as well see, um, Jake. Judging off of the practice reports, participation reports by Zarebek, it seemed that he may be practicing in full this week. Um, I did see the the most recent practice report, and there were only five players that Jeff mentioned were sitting out today as we record on Thursday. Um, And, you know, can he take this? Yeah, let's see how he looks on the field. If he's ready to go, he can take a treadmill spot. Right, it could it could do that. Not a not a guy who plays special teams in terms of kick coverage, but he still could be a uh, I think a useful player to to the team offensively. And I'm not really thinking of him as a wide receiver. I'm thinking of him more as a gadget guy. Mm-hmm. It's not like he can't ever run a route, but uh, you know the Ravens love speed in space, and and he would provide some of that to them without having to use flowers for a similar role. Um, there was something else I want to talk to. Oh yeah, in terms of See, other. Well, I, I, I'm sticking with this IR DTR for a moment. You mentioned sure. that 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 there's there is no way to return at this point. Yes, there's any new injury going to IR is a is certainly a season-ending IR at this point. Malik's ham, Malik Ham, who did not get activated, is a season-ending IR. And Daryl Worley, who went on IR this past week, also mm-hmm. a season-ending IR because he would have to miss at least four games. So. Um, there, there's no one who can come back except for Andrews and JAD for the Super Bowl at the earliest. So Andrews can come back before JAD for only the Super Bowl. So Andrews is the one. That's who they're saving it for. And again, th- I, I the rule change came this winter, but I, I or the, uh, this last offseason, I really think it was actually pointed at the Ravens and their roster building techniques. Agreed. I think it's it's clear. Um, but, they, you know, the Casa just continues to churn and churn and churn and churn the bottom and churn IRDTR and churn the practice squad. And it, it pays off, you know. And he they, they put a little bit of an obstacle where it's not, what was it, 10 before Ken? Or was it unlimited? 
I think, I think it was unlimited and they changed it to eight. Right. Right. <laughs> so, so, but DaCosta will find a way to, uh, to circum to, to navigate around that as well. All right, well, let's move on. Um, and you just mentioned it, the depth issue at safety keeps biting them in the ass, you know, week after week that, you know, they have Worley active and, and people might not consider Worley an, an important player because he's out there only if something goes wrong and on the back end, well, you know, they're walking around with Marcus Williams, still not a hundred percent healthy. He's going to play. I mean, he's very important to be there in, in the postseason. Um, I think people, by the way, with, with Marcus Williams, how do you feel about people labeling the signing as a bust at this point? I, I don't think that's true. Injuries, you know, it's, it's a little bit of a nuance here. Some players that are, have an extensive lengthy injury history, I don't think that they're smart to sign, but he did not. I think mm-hmm. he only missed one game when he came to Baltimore in five years before here. Um, and then he just had two injuries in a row. What, uh, you know, it could happen to anybody. Is Mark Andrews a bust? Is Ronnie Stanley a bust signing? Um, you know, is there's, there's a list of, along with some players. Where I do think they have gotten in trouble sometimes is giving contracts to players that have been injured a lot or even injured at the time where they give them the extension. Those are a little bit more dubious to me. Dennis Pitt, uh, you know, kind of yeah. thing, yeah. Um, and Nick Boyle. Nick Boyle Nick, as well. Probably yeah. another good one there, yeah. Um, and I, I'm going to say specifically, I think there's still a very good chance that Marcus Williams comes back and maybe does not play out the fifth year of this contract, but plays four here. And there are people mm-hmm. who think he's definitely gone after three. He'll be here next year no matter what because he's it's mm-hmm. a big negative number to, to, to cut him. But Marcus Williams has tremendous per snap productivity in his first year. Uh, he's been a less of a player with his pec injury, but he's been a warrior playing through it. I think he'll get surgery after the season, I assume. I hope that means he can still be ready for the start of the 24 regular season, but I still expect him to be an absolutely central player on this defense. I agree, and I think he could be a pivotal piece uh, in this postseason as well. You know, he, he does have that ball-hawking ability, and you're in a muscle-in situation, and, you're, and you have the other team chasing points. That's when your ball hawk cannot uh, get his hands on some balls. Yeah. And and he did in the in the Steelers game. He if he returns that ball for six, which it looks like he was in a reasonable position to do, cutting over the ball, and then of course it got dropped. Rainy day, mm-hmm. lots of stuff happening. But uh, oh, Sam yeah. Fran, he had the end zone interception too, so it's not, it hasn't been all bad this year for sure. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, um, in the depth issue at safety for the playoffs, then if Worley is not active, and the, I don't believe that the Ravens should be trying to go through this postseason with three safeties active on a week-to-week basis. They have the ability on an unlimited basis during the postseason to activate Adams if they like. There's no limits on the number of activations, but I believe they're of a player, but I believe there's still a limit of two activations per game. I don't believe that that's my that's my understanding as well. Two per game. Um yeah, I agree with you. You have to have a two deep at every position, no matter what. And the Ravens have sometimes been three deep at safety over the last couple of years. Now, maybe a couple of those guys were primarily special teamers, but uh, but they had what safety was one of the positions where they were probably carrying extra players yeah. and other teams weren't. And now they're in this position where they have injury after injury after injury. At this point, Adams um, probably, or is it uh, Pepe? Pepe Williams using this uh, bye week to reassimilate to the safety position and give him some give him some depth that way. 
that's possible because he's played a little bit during the preseason. I think Ardarius Washington would be my choice of the two guys mm-hmm. there. But the position that the Ravens cannot allow themselves to be put into is activating only three safeties for a game or even activating, you know, activating only three safeties for a game. That that would be going without Adams and having Stone and Williams, having some tenuous injury situations and being forced into a position where Hamilton has to play on the back end. You just sure. you don't want to make bad, you know, utility decisions based on 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 being cheap at the edge of the roster and i don't mean in terms of cap dollars i mean in terms of how many you activate at that position i agree and and then last few weeks they've been kind of cycling through sort of a extra special teams only linebacker whether that mm-hmm. was uh, josh ross for a couple weeks jeremiah moon who has now been promoted to the to the 53 yeah. after using up all of his call-ups um that might be a player that you don't necessarily need. To, I would rather have that depth of safety. And, well, and not, I mean, yeah. it's it's a great point. They can cut Moon now, and he did play a lot of snaps uh, in the last couple of games, uh, actually specifically in the Steelers game. He played a lot of snaps at outside linebacker. But he is a guy you, you can um, cut. Nobody's going to sign him away from you. You re-sign him to the practice squad, and then you elevate him whenever you think you need him during the postseason. But the, the, his utility is all there. You don't you don't have to keep him on the roster for the postseason. He'll mm-hmm. he'll be there for the Super Bowl if the Ravens are there. He'll get a ring because Bashadi is really good about giving rings to practice squad players. Um, sure. so there's nothing about that that he's going to miss out on, um, other than you know maybe playing in the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they have some options there, but I would agree with you that is the Worley injury is a, a, a you know, something that um, is, will, could be detrimental. Hopefully it's not, but it, it, it does leave a weakness. We have one question related to that. I, I might as well get to it right now. That's from Alvin C. He says, if Jeremy Lucian was elevated for the game against Pitt, would that have any effect on his clock with the Ravens? Meaning, would he still have four years left if he played last week? Maybe a reason they didn't use the elevation. Actually, it wouldn't. Um, you know, I've discussed this with Brian McFarland. He'd have to be active for six games. So, um, Lucian is one of the possibilities. He was re-signed. He was released by the Ravens and re-signed, what, a week or two ago. And he's he's back in the building, back available. And if they thought he was better than Adams they could they could bring him up. And if they thought they needed him in addition to Adams, they could bring him up for that reason. So they so they have either way as a possibility. And I guess if if you're really looking for the most likely chance that he gets on the field when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details field or gets on in on the roster active for game day there probably have to be another injury at safety for that to occur based on the current roster i think they'll go with adams basically yeah. the rest of the time 
I'd be surprised if he got his first taste of NFL action in the in the postseason. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, a player hopefully that can be one of those depth pieces for next year. Yeah, yeah, uh, excited about that with uh, uh, with uh, Worley and uh, Stone potentially both moving on. Well, we've had a, a lot of activity, and today the the news announced with Bill Belichick and the Patriots are mutually parting ways. Not unexpected, um, but it but it did happen, and uh, and I guess it was unexpected to some. Uh, the Patriots mm-hmm. have some internal coaching candidates. Gerard Mayo has been a name that's been con- that talked about, and Mike Vrabel, also a name obviously closely connected to the organization from the outside. But we always look at this from a Ravens point of view here. How does this affect McDonald, Monken, Weaver, losing any of those guys? Right. So there's currently eight jobs open in the NFL, which is 25% of the league, about average for these days. And it does seem like a – maybe a little bit of an end of an error with Pete Carroll and Nick Saban from Alabama and uh, Belichick all departing within a few days of each other. Um, so far, Mike McDonald has been requested to be interviewed by the Titans, the Panthers, and the Commanders, Todd Munkin by the uh, Chargers and Panthers, and Anthony Weaver by the Falcons and Commanders as well. So uh, I looked at a hot board, a CBS head coaching hot board before the end of the regular season, actually. So it's not completely accurate and they're not the most plugged in, but they had Mike McDonald as the, I think there was the 11th most appealing candidate really? on their list. And they had Monk in, I believe about 15th and they didn't quite have Weaver on the list. Um, so, you know, it's so hard to peg what names are really coveted by these owners and franchises and which are just kind of constructs of the media uh, building something into that. I think if you follow the the interviews, that's a pretty good way to do it. Uh, but there are this is a pretty good class or crop of head coaching candidates, uh, even with uh, potentially John's brother, Jim, coming back to the league after winning the national championship. Yeah, good good possibility there that that he'll get a job, and you know he may stay at Michigan, but uh, but the NFL uh, he might want to win a Super Bowl in addition to a national championship. I always thought that was something he'd he'd want to do. But let's let's one person asked me how about handicapping the possibility of losing zero, one, two, or three because that's really the, the the numbers that they could lose. I've got a percentage uh, chalked down for each of these. Maybe I'll go to one more question, then we'll come back to this. And okay. and uh, and let's compare percentages on that because I think that'd be fun. All right, sure. we got another question here. Uh, Roger Crawford says, um, if Flacco goes far in the playoffs, do the Browns keep him? I know Watson will be owed a lot of dollars, and the potential distractions could hurt team chemistry. Do they just let Flacco go or keep the great? Uh, sorry, keep the keep up the great product. I think he's talking to us. I think it would be tough for them to keep Flacco because Watson has that, you know fully guaranteed deal. And the last time Watson played on the field, he was the only quarterback really this whole season to test the Ravens defense. And then of course he's out for the year. Um, then again, Flacco seems to kind of, uh, you know, odd, odd uh, bedmates in Cleveland there, but they seem to really be enjoying each other lately. Even Flacco's father was comparing the, uh, the crowd experience and said that it was better in Cleveland, which uh, a little that unusual this nasty. week. Oh, yeah. that is nasty. Um, yeah. t- t- totally unnecessary, too. By the way, um, right. but any- anyway, um, I think I think it basically comes down to two things. The first is money, because Joe Flacco will probably have other options. Um, 
that that might be a middle class contract for a quarterback. I don't think he's going to make twenty five million a year anywhere, but I think he could make you know ten to fifteen million. So some team that is either rebuilding has a young quarterback under contract wants a good backup. You know, the Texans come to mind as as a team that might want him because they've got C.J. Stroud already, but maybe they want a good backup and and maybe they don't like their current backups who who have gotten some playing time. Uh, but there's mm-hmm. other teams in the NFL that might be in that situation. And I think factor number two for me is whether or not Flacco himself wants to play for what we talk about a second division team or he needs to play for a, for a contender. And, and if I were Flacco and I'm you know 39 years old next year, I wouldn't I wouldn't have any tolerance for going to Carolina, holding clipboard, teaching somebody else to play quarterback, even if I got paid handsomely for it. Um, right. I, I, I'd want something else. That wasn't really his uh, his M.O. when Lamar was here either. He wasn't necessarily that yeah. big brother figure. It's just not his personality. And that's fine. I would be surprised as well if I had to get best. Guess I think this is Flacco's kind of ride off into the sunset. Got to come in late in the year, get some headlines, get the comeback a player of the year uh, buzz. You know, he was out of the league until what November, yeah. so uh, there's no guarantee he wants to come back. Uh, if I was him, I'd probably say, "Let me ride this as far as I can go," and 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 that's probably my my final uh, salute to the NFL. Now, let me give you one other possibility is. Blacko does the exact same thing next year. He avoids training camp, keeps you know, keeps throwing a little bit at least to keep, to keep that arm arm talent up, and injuries mount. The replacement <laughs> level drops in the NFL for quarterbacks, and all of a sudden Flacco becomes a name everybody's manting about because of what happened in this George <laughs> Blanda esque season of him coming in and 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 saving the Browns season. Frankly, um, if they if 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 that were to happen again, I could I could see him going wherever. Yeah. And that may be an optimal strategy for him. I, I was just going to say that. That probably makes a lot of sense for him. Wait and see where you're needed around the midseason. Preserve your body and uh, and start slinging around. You know, just be the uh, the replacement man. Almost like a clowny, but two months later, you know, that kind of thing. Very yeah. good. And, and, and he'd probably command more money doing it the next time around. So that uh, uh, that'll be interesting. All right. Uh, let's see. We do have one other question and then we'll come back to our percentages. So if you're working on that, sure. um, this is from Brad McGowan. He says Stanley appeared on the lounge podcast last week and shared that while dealing with injuries has been tough. He still believes his 2019 form is reachable. Given that we've seen veteran linemen play themselves back into form. And given we've seen top LT play into their mid thirties, Whitworth, Trent Williams, for example, and given Stanley seems to be stabilizing some after a tough early stretch, what are your thoughts on possibly extending him at this point? I would be very apprehensive uh, to add more time, more years onto the back of his contract because we have no way of knowing how long he's going to be able to play or what level he's going to be able to play. And it's been a series of injuries and issues for the last several years. The only way I would restructure the deal is if he just takes a, a straight pay cut. Um, and we've have had some players do that before. And I think you can go to Ronnie and say, hey, we signed you to be our franchise player that plays 100% of the snaps. Your body is not capable of doing that anymore. So for playing 70% of the snaps, we're going to give you 70% of the contract. I, I think I think you can make a reasonable case without offending the player that, that in his unique condition, he's made a lot of money. He, he can do the team a solid and return the favor a little bit. 
I, I don't think that's completely unreasonable. I think what we might see is a OBJ style restructure. And I don't mean an, an immediate cut is on the immediate horizon. And then that void years, you know, trigger over two years, yada, yada, not, not that more like what you're saying, where he takes a, I would think a pretty small pay cut for 2024 because he's got 8 million of, of savings the Ravens could do for cutting him, but maybe they, maybe they claw back 2 million from his salary. Mm -hmm. And then they also restructure him with void years to create much more cap room um, on his contract. And I I don't know exactly how much that would be because I, I'm not looking at his current salary next year, Uh, but you could also, you could also, you know, move some of those future years into void years as well. And potentially that that could be a um, a way to stretch out the pain from cutting him and also a way for the Ravens to kind of show commitment to him for at least one more year. His annual per year is 19.8. And we know it was backloaded from the start just originally. He hasn't been restructured since, thank goodness. But, uh, yeah, I would assume it's probably the mid-20s is the cap hit. I think it's the number one cap hit. Well, maybe not. Maybe Lamar's probably number one on the ledger next year. But we just we saw with Michael Pierce two years ago, and they went to him and said, "I'm not Michael Pierce, Brandon Williams." Excuse me, got my got my nose tackles confused for a second. And they said, "Hey, Brandon, we've had you here for a long time. We've uh, restructured you. We've done right by you. We're the team that drafted you. Uh, we need you to, to take a pay cut." And he did. And maybe you constructed it in a way with Ronnie where it's playing time based for and and build in some of those not likely to be earned incentives and you're essentially doing the same thing as far as pushing it down the road but if he can't play he doesn't get that at all and if he can it, he gets it back i think that'd be a pretty fair way to, to, to deal with him yeah and then i i'd like to know how much money otherwise is restructural but by the way you're also i think you're also right anyway that michael pierce they went to him and they yeah. cut his salary and also took a year off his contract. And half that's biting the Ravens in the ass. They probably yeah. still have this around. Yeah. Now they put it back on. Now they put yeah. it back on. But the but it's low. I was surprised only, uh, you know, 2.5 mil. Yeah, yeah, very good price. So, uh, Ronnie Stanley, it's been a it's been a tricky one. Ordinary, if he was fully healthy, his contract probably would have been restructured two or three times by now. Yeah. Um, okay. So, now we're back to the coaching question. And so it's the possibility of losing zero, one, two, or three. I've got probabilities for each of those. And um, we're talking about McDonald, Monken, and Weaver. Of course, everybody would love to have Weaver be the next head coach somewhere in the NFL who gets a chance because the Ravens get two draft picks. Uh, It doesn't always work out the way you want it to. Um, I also think, you know, people who, who say that are being a little bit cavalier about who Weaver is. In, in, within the Ravens organization. I think he's a great defensive line coach. I think he, he does things very well. I, his ability to relate to the players, despite clearly being an intellectual, is something that I think is is remarkable. I mean, he's, he's not too old. He gets right in there with the players and goes in very physical drills with them, sometimes without pads. Uh, and he's not doing that by accident. He's, he's sending a message to these kids and uh, and really trying to tell them, you know, you need to man up here. Yeah, I think the worst case scenario would be a two, and that would be hypothetically McDonald takes a head coaching job and brings Weaver to be his defense coordinator. Ooh, um, yeah. That that would be the the two. But I think Harbaugh has enough clout and probably enough you know behind backroom in the cigar room deal made where Weaver knows, hey, if you stay here. 
and then maybe uh, McDonald takes Denard Wilson or somebody else. Uh, so that's my lowest probability. I had that only at 10%. Uh, I'm going to say there's a 60%. So we're taking – these are the three options. Divide 100% by all three. Zero, yeah. one, two, or three. Four. Four options, actually. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, I, I didn't do everyone leaves. Um, all right, well, let's just split it then and say – I don't know. I don't think that'll happen. I don't think they could absorb that. I would say – let's say 5% all three leave, um, 10% uh, two leave. And then I'll go 15% zero leave. But uh, the one that I think is most likely is that one one of these coaches does leave. And I was looking at, you know, the candidates. Um, so, yeah, I think you definitely have Jim Harbaugh, uh, Ben Johnson from the Lions, yep. Mike Vrabel from the Titans, and Bobby Slowick, the, the Texans offensive coordinator. I think they're all ahead of McDonald. But once you start getting into the six, seven, eight. I think there's a pretty decent chance that either McDonald or Munkin leave from an org team perspective. It's tough because I think McDonald is a superior coordinator. Um, but Harbaugh's had a better track record of hiring DCs than OCs. So it's hard to say whether I'd rather have Munkin or McDonald. I think I'd rather prefer McDonald. But uh, McDonald's anyway. Tay, right? Yeah. McDonald's McDonald's yes. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I would agree 100%. Yeah. 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 Um, so I, my, my percentages are somewhat different. I, I say 1% all three go. And and I didn't really consider the possibility of McDonald leaves and takes Weaver with him. Um, but then thinking about that, if Weaver could be the DC and Baltimore and, and, and be in that role, it's kind of like better because he, I, I, I'm thinking because he can't really take the head coach role from McDonald with McDonald being so young. At least I wouldn't right. think that, but maybe stranger things have happened. You know, he's certainly not taking it from Harbaugh here. Um, easily in this organization. So maybe that's a that's spurious on my part. But anyway, 9%, two of them go. 45%, zero and one. I say there's an equivalent chance they lose zero or one. Okay. Um, so it's, a, it's a, I'm, I, I'm, I, I think the, 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 there's more already set in terms of internal hires. There's more already set in terms of unknown candidates. And there's more guys out there that we're not considering candidates, but they're still candidates on some people's list. Jim Schwartz comes to mind as a guy mm-hmm. who might be back in a head coaching job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's several. There's uh, some rumors of uh, a reunion of Dan Quinn, Quinn to Seattle. Yes. He coached there for a while. Uh, th- there's a lot of uh, – there's an offensive coordinator from Tampa, Canales, I believe is his name, who's generating some buzz. A lot of players, but I do think McDonald is somewhere in that – right outside that top five. And mm-hmm. and Munkin might not be far behind. Um, I could He might be a fit in Carolina if nobody else wants to take that Panther shot. So uh, – you know, we'll see. It's that's that's an interesting call, and there might be some things about bringing in an offensive guy. You know, people have often pointed out is more valuable than bringing in a defensive guy, right? And so, offensive coordinators tend to get a better chance. But I think the big thing going against Monken is age. Like mm-hmm. you're not you're not building a dynasty, um, Harbaugh, Tomlin, Belichick, young Belichick type hire if you hire a 57, 58 year old guy. So you 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 really want to you know get a guy right around forty or even a little bit younger. Uh, to be your head coach, if you can, if you if you want to really catch lightning in a bottle and have a twenty year head coach, yeah. And now with uh, Belichick and Carroll out, Harbaugh uh, rises propelled to the second longest tenured head coach mm-hmm. uh, after Tomlin. Right, Tomlin was only one year before him, and I would have to imagine. Well, I won't I won't go on record, but 
got to be one of the longest. It's it's becoming a little bit uh, of a year-to-year sport nowadays, especially in college with the uh, unlimited transfers coupled with the NIL money. It's like almost every single player, collegiate player, is a free agent every single year. Yep. And you're turning over 40% of your roster. You're turning over the coaches. The coaching carousel in college keeps spinning and spinning. And it's impacting the NFL a little bit, I guess, too. Um, and even the way that the Ravens and Derek DeCosta have built this team this year, it is a little bit more mercenary-based, I would say, with some big-name guys, Clowney, Beckham, even Dalvin Cook. Um, it's uh, it's becoming a year-to-year league, and the stability that Harbaugh has brought is uh, is the counter to that. Right. They've got lots of good youth stability on this team, even though they have 43% of the snaps or whatever it is now leaving in free agency at the end of the year. So. Um, I, I, but I don't disagree with you about it's, it, it becomes harder and harder. Um, that said three weeks ago, or maybe it's four, the Steelers fans all basically had Tomlin fired for losing mm-hmm. consecutive games to two and 10 teams at home. And, uh, now it looks like he's probably going to get extended. So it's, it's a yeah. very quick turnaround. Uh, you know, it's, it seems the coaches that have, uh, the more input on personnel they have, the more uh, under scrutiny they are. And it's been very few of these coaches that have the GM and head coach hats that succeed. Even Belichick, even Carroll. We saw, uh, what was it, O'Brien in Houston a couple years ago. There's been a lot of them. Uh, Rule, the first one they hired in Carolina, almost none of them work out. It's better to have, I think, the divisional labor there. The coaches pick the coaching staff, and the, the GM has a final say on personnel. And Mike Tomlin can continue hiring inept offensive coordinators, and we'll all be happy. Yeah, it's a it is a really good system, and and we've got Bishotti to thank for that because he could easily have fallen in love with his head coach or fallen in love with his GM either way, and made them the more powerful person in the organization. Um, I I don't like strong head coach. I like checks and balances, and I think Harbaugh's judgment on draft picks has been bad enough, has been flawed enough that it was really been good to have somebody like Ozzy and somebody like Eric Jacosta to kind of check him and say, well, hold on a and B and C and D Gruden is another good example of one who was yeah. strong, super strong, you know, uh, GM, uh, sorry, uh, coach over GM rule. And boy, did that not work? Oh man. They, now, uh, Davis still owes him what? 70, 70 million or something. Right. <laughs> but he only made it two years and it was 10 year contract, 10 million guaranteed every year. Right. Was it two years or three years? Anyway, uh, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't very long. Yeah. is absurd. So, uh, Voss, always a pleasure doing this show with you. Tell folks where they can talk football with you online or, or, uh, contact you, uh, or read your work. Sure. Uh, well, my pleasure, Ken. Uh, I am the uh, co-managing editor and also also an author for Baltimore Beatdown blog. You can find me on Twitter at Vasilis Beatdown, V-A-S-I-L-I-S Beatdown. And I encourage anyone to check out a new podcast we've been doing this season um, called The Raven's Way at Raven's Way Pod. All right. Outstanding. Other folks out there who'd like to be on a film study short, hit me up. DMs are always open on Twitter. This is a great week to get one in. I've got about three going, some really cool ones today and tomorrow. One that came out already about whether or not we'll see more designed runs from the quarterback in this postseason. So it's good. It's a good uh, risk question that I think has come in. So anyway, uh, uh, really appreciate uh, you folks doing it. If you want to do us a favor and you like the content Voss and I are putting out, Write us a 50-word review on this. It would it would help a lot, and it'll drive people 
via the algorithm to check out this podcast. And it's, it's, it's very helpful. Uh, if you can't do that, just show someone else the, the, the pod and how to get to it. And we really appreciate that as well. For Vassal Ricos, this is Ken McCusick saying goodbye. And we'll talk to you next week on Friday Morning GM. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.